0: country cafe coaches show with jeff blankman
1: thank you very much lance and good saturday morning everybody mc country cafe coaches show with you here we're going to run down all of last night's high school football scores from our area districts we'll talk as well with five of our area football and uh, volleyball and cross-country coaches today. We've got Craig Rowetter waiting to join us here in just a couple of minutes. Ryan Steinkamp will come on next, and we'll follow that up, talk a little cross-country with Thomas Nelson from Kemper. We'll talk Michaela Clink with uh, Carroll High Volleyball and Russell Wintermote with uh, Kemper Volleyball as well. Deb Danner will start to join us next week. They don't have an event coming up next week, so Deb uh, really busy right now trying to get that team ready for the season. Uh, so we're going to start uh, talking with the Deb Danner. Each and every week through the girls and also the boys' swim season in the winter. Uh, we'll start that though coming up next week. Let's get you in to the scores from last night. We're going to start off. We had a good night for a lot of our area football teams including the Carroll Tigers as we start in Class 3 a District 1. Tigers go over to Dennis and Schleswig. They win big 28 to nothing. Elsewhere it was Sioux Center over Sheldon 14 to 6. Lamars upsets Sergeant Bluff Luton 17 14. MOC Floyd Valley blows out Siblio, shooting 42 to nothing. It was Central Lion, Georgia Little Rock handling Boyden Hull Rock Valley 52 7 and Sioux City East knocked off Bishop. Here. 35-2-3. Class 1A District 8. Impressive performance for the Kemper Knights last night, especially in the second half. They blow out Loma 34-12, led that one 12-6 at halftime. South Central Calhoun, very impressive last night in their win over Esau County up in Lake City, 48-7, the final score there. It was west of the Sloan over MVAO COU 41-18. Trainer knocks off St. Albert 21-17. Altarilla Blanks, West Monona 28-0 and Underwood got by Tri-Center 58-14. Class One A District Two South Central Calhoun over Esau County forty-eight to seven Pocahontas area blanks Manson Northwest Webster the final there thirty-eight to nothing AGWSR got by Belmont Clemmy thirty-six to eight it was Woodward Granger over Madrid at twenty to eight Clarion Goldfield Dallas took care of Eagle Grove forty-eight to twenty in overtime South Hamilton beat Roland Story 34-28. in Class A District Eight ICAM Manning Falls to A. HST of Oka Walnut, to final there 32 to nothing. Lawton Bronson down Akron Westfield, 29-13. Again, Westwood of Sloan beat Maple Valley, Antonoto, Charter Oak to Ute, to 41-18. It was Woodbury Central over Hinton, 41-13. To Shenandoah top Missouri Valley, 36-24. Kemper defeated Loma, 34-12. Underwood over Tri-Center, 58-14. Eight-man District 1 are Weva Falls at St. Edmunds, 65-19. Rabbits beard glitton Ralston coming up for you tonight on ninety three seven at KKRL down at Valley down at uh, Valley Stadium in Des Moines seven o'clock to kickoff pregame at around six twenty five six thirty GTRA edges Kingsley Pearson huge matchup early there forty to thirty eight St Marys of Remsen beat uh, Harris Lake Park forty two seven Newell Fonda doubles up West Bend Mallard 28-14 Bouyer Valley rolls by River Valley forty two six and it was Sule and Christian over West Harrison fifty 50- to 8. 8-man District 10 Audubon falls to Southeast Warren 44-20. to Xyroker Kimbledon beat Griswold at 61 at 226. It was Caminito over Fremont Mills at Tabor uh, by a final of 26 to 25. Another big 8-man matchup there. Booyer Valley again defeated River Valley 42-6. Soulan Christian over at West Harrison 59-8. And East Mills knocked off a Woodbine by a final of 55-14. to We'll step away take a break back with more of the MC Country Cafe Coaching Show coming up here on KCM. Again, we'll talk Craig Rowetter from the Carroll Tigers after their big win last night over Dennis and Slashwig.
0: It's that time of the year for comfort food, and you can always count on MC's Cafe for just that, along with fast, friendly service. Whether you're stepping in for a rich cup of coffee or their delicious daily special, stop in today and try a slice of homemade pie, a cup of soup, or their all-day breakfast. MC's Country Cafe, your stop for great food food. Locally owned and operated for over 25 years. MC's is located on Highway 30 East in Carroll.
1: Welcome back here to the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show on this Saturday morning. Again, we'll have the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show on now all the way through the fall and winter sports season. You can catch it here every Saturday morning from 8 to 9 o'clock. And of course, here in the fall, we'll talk football, we'll talk volleyball, we'll talk uh, g- girls swimming, and we'll talk uh, cross-country as well. Right now, we're going to talk some football as uh, Carol Tiger head football coach Kurt Rowetter joining us here after a convincing 28 to nothing victory at Denison Slushwig to open up the season. Coach, congratulations Congratulations and thanks for joining us.
2: Yeah, thanks, Jeff. Appreciate all the coverage, like usual. And uh, yeah, we had a really, really good night last night. And uh, um, you know, a couple what we thought were question marks coming in, uh, had some pretty good answers, I guess, last night.
1: I was just going to say, you guys had to have found all the answers you needed last night, uh, man. Where did this team not play well? Let's start there because that's got to be a pretty short list.
2: Um. I was my my biggest uh gripe was at halftime was I had to burn two different timeouts on special teams getting the right guys out on the field. I think we got kind of caught up watching uh you know the offense was rolling pretty good and uh a couple times we needed a, a punt team on we had a guy short and ended up getting a penalty and uh, burned another timeout on a on a different one so it was you know that's nitpicking but uh you know, that, and that's just a little, like we preach all the time, a lot of, it's all about the little things, and that leads to the big things. We got to make sure, you know, that stuff's cleaned up. But, you know, overall, um, couple penalties, but nothing. It's, it's going to be hard to really hammer on them, uh, about things that went wrong. But, you know, it kind of goes back to our scrimmage where we did have some issues, you know, and, and some, some blocking stuff, and then also some alignment and, and coverage type stuff on defense and um it it was nice to see that the kids responded to that you know coached up this week and uh responded like they did
1: coach let's now flip over to all the things you guys did right we'll start off with the run game you wanted to run this year you ran it you hardly threw the ball i think you said you threw two passes last night um dominant was it offensive line was it guy finding the creases was it just everything working well in the run game
2: yeah, it definitely starts up front. Um, you know, I'm not going to lie. I was We were concerned. Um, we were starting three offensive linemen that are sophomores. Um, on the plus side of that, you put two pretty good veteran seniors um, at the guard positions with Trevor Schroeder and Colton Whelan, and they kind of, you know, they give them confidence. And after the first, you know, the first drive when we were able to move the ball on the ground, um, I think you could just see those sophomores gaining that confidence. And, um you know, and then throw another sophomore in there with Reese Sigmund, had a heck of a night in his varsity debut. Um, and then Mr. Consistent with, uh, Cooper Ludwig, um, just hammered away, you know, like he does. A little, uh, a wrestler back there that just grinds it out and, you know, doesn't make, doesn't make any mistakes. And, um, and like you said, Jack was pretty efficient. He, you know, and that's the great thing about Jack. I mean, we threw the ball twice. He was two for two, scored a touchdown, so I'm not sure what the, QB rating on that is for sure, but I think it's pretty high. And, um, you know, and, and then we mixed in another sophomore with Peyton Peterson came in when We went to a heavy set, uh, ring, you know, and he got us some big first downs and um, even got in the end zone once.
1: Coach, big plays too. Uh, that's the thing is he, this. This wasn't just always, you know, churning out the the three four yards and you know as they used to say a cloud of dust. Now with all the turf fields, there's not really a cloud of dust. It's kind of a cloud of pebbles, I guess. There's little black pebbles that come up, but uh a big play touchdowns, fifty five yard touchdown run from Reese Zygmunt. thirty yard touchdown run in there. I mean, big play, big play. So uh, it had to be some really good holes there.
2: Yeah, and uh, you know that first touchdown Reese's long one. Um was actually you know, Cooper was supposed to get it and that was uh um I've said since day one I give the quarterbacks, you know, the green light to uh check us into a better play and Jack actually um checked out of what I had called and, and thought it was uh better to the other side and um so that's when Reese got the opportunity and actually after he checked into that play the the D line actually did move um and then we made a you know, our sophomores are making or our line calls to to fix according to the shift and um and that's how it popped open and jaden Pflug our sophomore tackle was downfield on the guy in the secondary that really opened you know the kind of final block that got reese into the end zone and um you know once he hit the open field it was it was we were pretty confident he was going to take it to the house
1: and then you mentioned Jack uh, White, uh, efficient tonight, 30-yard touchdown pass to Peyton Wardell in the second quarter to put you up 2-0. What did you guys see that you knew that would be open? Because it had to have been something that you saw that the run game was working that opened up that play.
2: Yeah, we I mean, we just ran simple boot play. Um, they were getting, you know, the defense was getting a little frustrated, I think, with us. We kept, we kept it primarily we, we ran between the tackles. Uh, we, we did bust out toss a couple times, um, but for the most part, you know, or trap and dive and ISO and, um, you know, nothing fancy, just it works. And, uh, but so the, the boot pass off of that, we had a great, great kick out block by Colton Whelan, um, which gave Jack plenty of time to look. And uh, Peyton's a tough cover at tight end. You know, if they're going to put a, a safety on him or, or try to with a linebacker, he's the, uh, you know, he's one of our top receivers and I'll, we'll take, Peyton matched up against most anybody.
1: Up 21 nothing at half, unofficially uh, Nick had Dennison Slashwig for 43 yards at halftime. We'll talk defense here in just a moment, but um, had to be pleased with the offense in the first half. Only got seven in the second half. Was that something that you guys just kind of ran clock, or did Dennison make some adjustments?
2: Um, a little bit of both. You know, they did come out. Um, they gave a couple different looks uh, with more of a five-man front coming out at halftime. But uh, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. So we were still you know, we weren't hitting those big plays until uh the toss there with with Reese um for that touchdown. But we just yeah, we were the game plan with the way we were running the ball, um the way we were playing defense, I knew that they'd have to you know, the only way they'd have to be getting big plays over our defense and then if we just kept running clock and Pounding the ball and not turning the ball over. Um, You know, that's probably what I was most proud of is we took care of the football. And a year ago, this conversation wasn't as uh, pleasant about turnovers.
1: Coach, uh, defensively, uh, to to get a shutout in the season opener, you talked about the Hildebrand kid being a great running back. You knew the Weber's kid could create problems with his arm and his legs. Sounds like you guys uh, did what you needed to do defensively tonight.
2: Yeah, in to be honest, it started with a, a great week of, of scout team. Um our our kids that were running scout offense uh this year just gave an awesome look. Uh we were I mean we were gashing our our defense a little bit on some pass plays and we were you know, I am so, hoping in the secondary so I was like, Okay guys we gotta if our scout team's doing this we better shore up some stuff. But we did we got a great look from our scout team all week. Um kinda got some of the some of the looks we thought we I thought they might run a little bit more under center, two back, you know, and pound pound at us. It's kind of like what we did um, since they had Hildebrand, but uh, they did run a little bit more gun than we thought. And uh, but Coach Shabel had the the defensive line moving and twisting. And um, when they were in gun, and Coach you know Coach Nagel had a great great game plan. Those two worked really well together. And we brought Cooper Ludwig and Tim Peterson were kind of every once in a while, getting, through, you know, on blitzes, and it was just a, a great, you know, team effort there defensively for us.
1: It sounds like you contained Weavers. You were concerned about him maybe getting out of the pocket. That didn't sound like it happened that he got out of the pocket.
2: Yeah, Dom, you know, Dom Sims and Justin Reesberg, they played great at, at defensive end. There might have been one or two where maybe he leaked out, but, uh, uh, for the most part, they knew their assignment and, you know, we even thought they might run a little read, uh, at us with Weavers. Um, they tried it, you know, once, but again, we played, uh, disciplined assignment football and, and had that kind of, uh, sniffed out. So it, it made, you know, made for a long night for, uh, Weavers, which, which, you know, I thought that's, we needed that in order for us to be successful.
1: Gilbert coming up now at home next week. Uh, I know you've probably peeked at Gilbert a little bit as coaches. You guys are able to do that, but uh, haven't really film studied him probably a ton yet. But what do you know about what's coming back for Gilbert?
2: Um, yeah, actually, with the week one, um, you know, like we couldn't grab any film. yet. Yeah, I'm not sure if they had a, if they did a scrimmage or, or what they did. You know, for their uh, preseason thing. So we'll. I know they did take a loss tonight to ADM, uh, but ADM they bring they have a running back that you know an all-state kid there, so they were they're tough. But um, so we're not going to read anything into that. But you know I I'm guessing if, if they didn't have a turnover in staff or anything, I'm guessing they'll kind of give us that three-three uh, look, which will be a little different. Um, you know we'll have to tweak our our blocking scheme up a little bit. To see that, you know, I'm guessing they'll bring some pressure out of that and stuff. And um, offensively, they were kind of spread last year, so uh, you know, I think their two best wide receivers, the two biggest threats in the receiving game, graduated. Um, but I believe their quarterback is back.
1: Well, Coach, we wish you the best of luck. Looking forward to getting a chance to talk to you uh, um, about that game uh, later on next week and getting a chance to see you guys play next week as well. So we'll catch up with you later. Enjoy the weekend, and congrats on the big win last night.
2: Yep, we will do. Uh, like always, appreciate Appreciate the coverage, and uh, we'll chat next week. So go Tigers!
1: Head coach Craig Rowetter again with the Carroll Tiger football team. Again, they knocked off Denison last week, twenty-eight to nothing last night. We'll be back. We'll talk Kemper football. Ryan Steinkamp going to join us next on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show.
0: I need hard-working seed, no matter what you call it, because I don't plant logos. I plant proven performers. This is my farm, and I do things on my call. NK gets me top-of-the-line corn and soybeans, no strings attached, because come harvest, a logo won't get me yield. All that matters is how the seed performs on my acre. Find a local NK retailer at nkseeds.com slash retailer.
1: We're back here at the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show on this Saturday morning. Mentioned that uh, Ryan Steenkamp going to be joining us here this morning. We'll talk a little Kemper football right now as they pick up a huge win last night, uh, knocking off a traditional power in a Loma and dominating fashion, especially in the second half, winning 34-12. to Coach, uh, have the smiles uh, come off of you and that coaching staff's face after the performance that you guys got in the second half last night.
3: Oh, not, oh well, it was a little stressful uh, second half, you know, the whole game. But, you know, it was really uh, more, more of a relief that, you know, we were, we were able to finish it out, make big plays. But really, really proud of the kids for stepped up. They, they played hard. And, you know, they, they I was really proud of how coachful they were. You know, we have mishaps and things like that. You know, we we got on a little bit because it's assignments we talked about. But they responded. You know, we had some guys in and out. Some kids stepped up tonight that, you know, it, it was it's great to see that happen
1: coach uh, things not great for you guys in the first half not that you guys were in a lot of trouble but it sounded like Loma able to get that running game going against you early you knew they were going to do it uh what was successful and then what did you guys adjust in the second half to be able to really slow them down
3: um you know we actually made it uh, I had an adjustment back in my pocket for the second half and I got looked at our coaches I'm like I was like, I want to say this thing. i like, like we got, to, they're like, we got to do it now. So we make and the, the kids. It worked out well. We we had to put some kids in different positions. Um, it's actually similar to what we did last year a little bit, and you know it, it worked out well. The kids responded. i was really proud of them. Proud of them for that.
1: Do you want to tell us what those adjustments were?
3: We uh, we took out a DB and put another line. <laughs> we took out another <laughs> linebacker, and we just really, really worked on filling the gaps. And that that was pretty, you know we tried you know just slowing them down a little bit. They're, they're really hitting us on. Uh, the weak weak gaps, and then uh, on the outside edge and the strong side. We kind of just adjusted our alignment a little bit, and we were able to slow them down a little bit. They still got their yards sure there, but we were able to get off the field a little bit more than we wanted to.
1: Yeah, it doesn't matter how many yards they get. They only ended up with 12 points, so you, you kept them out of the end zone. That's the key, right?
3: Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. Coach, uh, offensively and and, and even defensively, DJ Venami, I know, had a, a pick six there in the third quarter late to put you guys up 27 to 12 and kind of start to pull you guys away a little bit. But I thought coming into this year, just with the athletes that you guys have, let alone the size that you got up front, but just the athletes that you guys can put in all the skill positions, that this might be a team that could create some big plays, and that sounded like that happened.
3: Yeah I said like, you know it's been a very competitive preseason you know, at all positions. you know sometimes sometimes it's kind of like who are we' going to fit in at certain times for personnel, and you know we kind of just let things roll and get get, get guys have opportunities, and some guys really stepped up tonight, and it, it was great to see.
1: What worked for you? Let's start first half. Uh, you got on the board in the first half. Was there anything you found in the first half that you were happy with offensively?
3: Oh um, no, we, we moved the ball. We had a great first drive. You know we got stalled up by a holding call, got behind the sticks. Uh, but we, we, we did, you know, the old line did a great job, you know, and you know I, I was really happy with that. We just got kind of got behind the sticks a little bit, and you know i had a missed uh, incomplete pass, but um, you know special teams were solid tonight too. I was I, I really pleased our special teams uh, tonight.
1: What was it with special teams that stood out to you?
3: That you didn't notice them. So we, we took we took care of the little <laughs> things. You know we had great punt coverage. Um, Kickoff, the kickoff coverage was pretty good. You know, they had one long one, but you know, we made an adjustment. The kids fixed it. You know, I think that's, 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 that's the, thing that sets the most is the kids being coachable and the problems we had. You know, we, we were able to adjust. And i was really proud of the coaching staff too for making the adjustment um, as well
1: don't want to highlight one kid too much, but I said it on Rewind here uh, a couple of weeks ago. We were kind of previewing the upcoming, uh, you know, fall sports season. And I, I mentioned that Logan Siebenhuller not being a part of the team last year due to the injury. Uh, just getting him back, that, that was going to be special, and, and I thought that was going to be huge for you guys. It sounded like, I know Tom Hawkapp, uh, who called the game for us last night, named him our motor and player of the game. It sounded like he was all over the place on the field.
3: Yeah, you know, he did a great job. You know, I always credit the old line for the first three yards, and after that, you know, he made some cuts, and he had great downfield blocking, so um, it, yeah, it was great to see him on the field doing his thing, because, you know, he's an explosive player, a great kid, you know, quiet kid that just uh, just works hard, so it, it was great to see him have a, a successful first night.
1: Up 13-6 at halftime. What would you tell the guys?
3: That it wasn't over. You know, we, we knew we had to make some adjustments. We knew that, you know, they had to go there to play action a little bit more, um, a few more, you know, sugary plays. It, it switched to a uh, a trips formation that gave us a little bit of trouble, but then we made an adjustment to that, and uh the it worked out well.
1: they came out second half, sounded like you were able to move the football down the field um How did you guys contain them so well after that?
3: um you know I, you know our, our depth came into play a little bit, you know they're you know have a little smaller roster and stuff, so I think our we rotate a kid more fresher kids out there and they're they able to make plays and get some stops uh, stops than we need to.
1: Let's talk the offense. Um, what started to click more in the second half for you guys?
3: Um, you know, we just we kind of we kind of took it kind of was there. You know, they were when they did sub out. We kind of we took advantage a of a few mismatches here and there. I mean, it really it really wasn't anything that started clicking. It was just more of us, you know, of us being us. You know, we just we kept things simple. You know, we ran the ball. We were we were moving it. We were in sync and stuff like that. So I was really proud of the kids.
1: Coach, what's this win mean for this team this year? Starting off 1-0, knocking off a team that you know, goes to the dome, it seems like, fairly regularly. I know they're a class size smaller, but uh, still, uh, I, football is football, man. If you can play and you can win, you, you, that's a good program that you guys were able to kind of handle, especially in the second half tonight. So what does it tell you about your team that maybe you didn't know coming in?
3: Um, you know, our model this year is, you know, respect all, fear none. So we, we knew that, you know, last year they handed to us well. They're more disciplined, more physical. So I just, I just, uh, the guys, just they, they stepped up. You know, Loma is one of the best coaches' teams in the state. I mean, Coach Trail there does a great job. You know, they're, they're going to be physical. They're going to run the ball downhill. So the the fact that we were able to, you know, manage that and then make adjustments on the fly, um, it just, you know, that, it, it shows that our kids are able to adapt and, you know, be, be coachable and stuff too. And, you know, I got, the, I got on the guys a few times, but you know, they understood why. You know, they, they you know, they, they they kept their head up. You know, other guys jumped in, made plays, and we supported each other. So that, that that was really nice to see.
1: It sounds like then that you guys are going to be able to find some things to still work on. So not everything tonight probably worked exactly the way you wanted. So what are some areas you still need to get better at?
3: Oh, we got to work. You know, we got work on pursuiting a little bit, getting off blocks. You know, just just basically things like that. You know, you know we scrimmage the ACGC last week, and then Loma this week are just totally run heavy teams. Next week we play um, Atlantic, is a little more traditional, but they're very balanced. They they run a lot of a lot of different things. Where you know, they're well coached, and then the second year they return a lot of guys too. So, you know, we we'll have to completely switch our defense up. So it's gonna be a little adjustment. You know, that's gonna really be more of stuff we did during camp and the first week of practice, where last couple of weeks we're really focused on the run game. Now we got to be a lot more balanced. Um, you know, a little more different coverages to get different looks and things like that.
1: So you mentioned Atlantic. You're down there next week. Uh, are you more concerned about the run game or the pass game? If they can do a lot of things, that most coaches believe you you stop the run first. Is this a team that you got to stop the pass first, or are they more of a run stop the run team first?
3: Oh, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. I'll, I'll watch their film tomorrow or today. You know, on, on Saturday and. and you know start break them down a little bit but we we're going to be balanced you know our box guys are going to be ready uh linebackers going to be ready to cover a little bit uh DBs to get ready for pass safeties ready to help in the run so we're we're, to, we're just going to be ready for you know for anything with them cuz they said they're they're well coached they're they return a lot of guys that are they're, they're going to be much improved from last year
1: well, I, I know you had uh, your brother-in-law, Tom Hawcap, on the call tonight. Next week you get me, I'll make the travel down to Atlantic. So, Coach, uh, looking forward to checking uh, chatting with you coming up in next week about that game a little bit more with Atlantic after you got a chance to break down some film. Also looking forward to getting to watch this team play. I think this is going to be a fun, fun ball club. Congrats on a great victory last night. Appreciate you joining us here on this Saturday morning.
3: Hey, thanks for having me, Jeff. I appreciate all you do for us.
1: You bet. Head coach again, uh, Ryan Steinkamp uh, with the uh, Kemper football team. We'll step away back. We'll talk a little volleyball. That's coming up for you next right here on the MC Country Cafe Coaching Show on 1380 AM, 95.1 FM, KCIM.
4: The St. Anthony Regional Cancer Center physicians and staff are excited to welcome Dr. Josh Luginville to our medical oncology team this September. Dr. Luginville is an Iowa native that will bring years of experience and a passion for research and education to the patients we serve. Our cancer center offers a wide variety of services, including radiation oncology, medical oncology, infusion, and chemotherapy. To schedule an appointment with Dr. Luginville or any of our physicians, please call 712-794-5265. Always look to the cross, always St. Anthony.
0: It's that time of the year for comfort food, and you can always count on MC's Cafe for just that, along with fast, friendly service. Whether you're stepping in for a rich cup of coffee or their delicious daily special, stop in today and try a slice of homemade pie, a cup of soup, or their all-day breakfast. MC's Country Cafe, your stop for great food locally owned and operated for over 25 years mcs is located on highway 30 east in carroll
1: we're back here at the mc country cafe coaches show talking a little camper cross country as first year head coach thomas nelson is joining us and coach first of all appreciate you joining us here on this saturday morning and uh, welcome uh you know to the mc country cafe coaches show
5: uh, thank you very much really happy to be here
1: Coach, let's give a little background on you. First year here has the head coach uh, for the Kemper Cross Country team, but uh, kind of tell us a little bit about you and, and how you got involved with Kemper Cross Country.
5: Well, I've been at Kemper this is my fourth year now, um, and I've been involved in a lot of different programs, football, basketball, track, um, and always just tried to keep a really open mind about, you know, where can I help out athletically with our programs because um, at Kemper and Carroll as well, you know, we're trying to make – Uh, really balanced athletic program. you know, be good at a lot of different sports. Um, And when the opportunity for cross-country came open, uh, it was really a natural fit to me. Uh, I grew up in Atlantic. I grew up running cross-country under, uh, uh, I think, one of the best coaches out there, Bruce Henderson. Um, And uh, I talked to Mr. Power, and he said it was available, something I was really interested in. I knew a lot of the kids we had are just really solid kids, so it made a real easy decision to uh, you know, come over and help out these kids in achieving their goals in cross-country.
1: Let's talk a little bit about that. You mentioned that it's a combined program between Carroll and Kemper. So uh, you kind of got that unique thing of of getting to work with kids from both of the schools here in town.
5: Yeah, sometimes I joke around and say we're the city cross-country club. <laughs>
1: um,
5: I, I think it's a really awesome um dynamic having kids from both schools kind of you know bringing them together we had a barbecue uh, the first week of practice out at swan lake and it was just really cool seeing you know the different families from each school and and seeing the you know the pride in in the town um as as much as you know any individual school so i I think it's a great thing for the town like you're have a a combined team like this and i know we do it in other sports too but um, it's just a really cool experience for the kids to have
1: I absolutely agree. I think it's great for the community when, when these things happen and, and uh, you know, the kids kind of get to hang out and, and get to know each other, especially consider I think it's fun for them to compete against each other then and track and then run with each other in cross-country. Coach, let's talk a little bit about both teams here. We'll start off with the boys. Lots of numbers. Uh You're going to have 24 kids out on the boys' side of things when the season starts. Lots of talent there. Uh This uh program and this uh, group of guys has got a chance to be really strong this year.
5: Yeah, I, I, I think you hit it well when, when you said loss of talent. Um, we, we are, in, in my opinion, a, a very deep team. We're young. Um, out of those 24, 17 are freshmen or sophomores. Um, and a lot of those younger guys, I think we're going to see a lot of uh, improvement as the year goes on. Um, of course, we kind of have two premier runners in Jake and Ryan. Um, and I know they've been working their uh, tails off all summer to really come in and they want to have big seasons. Um, and I know those two really have done their best to be you know, leaders, and really want to get a, you know a team at some point while they're a part of the program, a whole team uh, to the state meet. Um, and and I, I know they're doing everything they can to try to teach these younger guys some of their habits um, and, and their practice, you know, um, different tendencies uh, to to help us achieve that. So it, it should be a really exciting season on the boys' side and a really deep one, varsity and JV.
1: Coach, let's talk a little bit. You guys had time trials on Thursday. Um, How did they go? Who were the kids that were really kind of battling maybe for those varsity spots? Uh, Because I I get the sense with this many guys that 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 varsity field could change a little bit as the season goes on.
5: Yeah, uh, I I think there will definitely be some movement because we've got a lot of kids who want to compete. I I think that's one of the most exciting things about the team Uh, as it is. There are a ton of nice kids. They're all very friendly with each other. Um, but when it came to time trials, uh, we weren't running next to our friend. They, they were trying to compete and, and get a certain spot. I, I, I think we're going to see Tyler Leifey, um re- really trying to improve. He had a, a pretty – he improved a lot through track last year. He got a lot stronger, spent time in the weight room. Um, and I know he's really hungry, and he, you know, really just edged out Caden Canuso for the seventh varsity spot. Um, Caden uh, ran some varsity last year. I, I don't expect him to – not I expect him to try to challenge for that six seven spot. I'll put it that way and try to you know get back up there. Um, two two freshmen, um Thomas Podomam and Fletch Vading, uh, had really really strong races Um and, and I, I think those two uh, the sky's the limit for them uh, as far as you know this year next year. Uh, just just they, they are real solid runners and pretty strong. Uh, and then one kid who who I thought just had maybe was the most impressive of the day. Um, from my eyes, I, I just thought he really popped, was uh, Dayton Weedrin. Um, he, he was our sixth man, and I knew we had a bunch of kids who I was kind of like, you know, we'll see how it shakes out. And uh, he, he's the one who stepped up and uh, kind of pulled away and, and took a spot that was open. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing all those guys keep competing like they did yesterday all, all season long.
1: Coach, is this a nice mix? I mean, you talk about it being young. Is it a nice mix of, of guys that are good running flats, good running hills, or, or even guys that can run both well? Uh,
5: I, I think we can run. You know, I'm not too worried about uh, the train of the course. I, I think our kids are strong enough runners that, that they can deal with, you know, whatever's put in their way. Um, I, I know Jacob right now said to me, I need to get a. a couple more hill workouts in and you know it's for me it's very early in the season we're trying to beat our best uh, you know in late October Um, but uh, I I have the utmost confidence in this team that whatever the course is they're gonna be able to handle it as well as any other team out there
1: let's switch over the girls here I think 12 or 13 girls out for you this year Uh, very similar to the boys in the fact that I, I think you've got some really really strong runners up at the top of that group
5: yeah, we, we've got, you know, Julia Canney, uh, and Marie Day, uh, who, uh, as as you know, just rocked it in track last year. Yep. Um, and, and both of them, I think, are looking to, you know, kind of uh, use that as a platform to really propel themselves to a really successful cross-country season. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've been doing a great job in practice. Uh, they they hold their own with anyone. And I, I can't wait to see them at the first meet and see, you know, once, once we put them around 70, 80, 100 other girls, you know, what they're going to do. Uh, we've got, you know, outside of them, we've got some, uh, senior girls, uh, in Katiah Jansen and Lydia Myers who are, you know, really doing their best to, uh, bring energy to practice. And I, I think that's really important. Uh, you know, cross country can be a tough sport. Uh, we've been running, uh, in heat. We've been running, uh, through some drizzle and some rain. Uh, ha- having a positive attitude and good energy is really important. And, and they've been doing an awesome job with that.
1: Coach, uh, you get Gracie Hoffman back as well. I know you weren't uh, the head coach last year, but nice to see her being able to run again after some health issues a year ago.
5: Yeah, and, and she's another kid. She, she's brought uh, Sadie Smith along. You know, I know they both like to wrestle too. Um, so, you know, they're, they're great examples of kids who are really trying to be involved in, in a lot of different sports. Um, and I, I think she brings a toughness to the team. Um, and, and she's a kid that I think as the season goes on, she's going to show leaps and bounds uh, of development. So, I mean, I'm excited to see, you know, where she's at four weeks from now.
1: With smaller numbers for the girls total, um, how does that kind of work with them as far as, you know, that varsity roster as this season goes on?
5: Well, you know, you know, we, we've got what we've got, uh, the girls we have, you know, are, are happy to be here and they're going to put their best effort out every time. And that's, that's, I told the kids yesterday when we did time trials, you know, that's our baseline and that's all it really means for us right now. Yes. You know, at some point you have to say, these people are running varsity JV, but the reality is, is those times yesterday are what we're going to judge ourselves on in eight weeks. Like, are we improving? Did we approve? Uh, and if, if we show improvement, we're going to be happy with where we are Uh, I really like our group of girls this year because, you know, part of the goal of the program is to get more people out. Um, And and I think with the group of girls we have uh, right now that, you know, next year, the year after, we're going to continue to see more girls uh, get into the cross country program, which I I think is, is, you know, a big deal.
1: Coach, you guys don't actually start uh, your first meet till next Thursday, September the 1st. You're down at West Central Valley. Um, how much are you and, and even the kids kind of chomping at the bit to get that first the meet underway, and, and what do you know about the West Central Valley course right now?
2: Um, you know,
5: right now I, I know we, we've got a loop to do, um, and and some of the kids aren't, aren't big fans of the loop course, but like I said, you know, just they're a big fan of it. Not a big fan of having to do loops doesn't mean they're not going to do great on it. Um, I know our team's had uh, a ton of success at this meet in the past, um, and, and we're looking forward to going back there uh, and, and trying to do it again. Um, our kids are, are very ready to be there and, and to get that first competition, you know, under their belt. And, you know, like you said, you know, a little something different instead of just uh, running around Carol like we've been in the last couple of weeks.
1: Well, Coach, uh, wish you the best a lot coming up next week. We'll talk with you again coming up next weekend. But uh, thanks for joining us here for the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show and looking forward to getting out and seeing you and the kids run and compete here soon and and getting a chance to talk with you every week to see how they're doing.
5: Thank you, and uh, good luck to all the other uh, programs in the town.
1: You bet. Head coach again, Thomas Nelson, again with the Kemper Cross Country team. We'll be back with more from the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show coming up next year on KCIM.
0: Hi, this is Dr. Rick Godding. Join me here on KCIM at 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings where I talk about orthopedics and whatever else really comes to mind. We have a good time on the show, and we would like to invite you to join us. Listen this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. right here on KCIM for the St. Anthony Hospital Orthopedic Show with Dr. Rick Godding. For more information about St. Anthony Orthopedics, go to stanthonyhospital.org or call 794-5536. Let's talk a
1: little Carol volleyball here on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show on this Saturday morning. Jeff Leichman joined here today by head coach Michaela Klink her second year as the head coach. And, Coach, as always, uh, good to catch up with you. And, uh, tell you what, looking forward to this upcoming season.
4: Yeah, good to talk to you, too. Yeah, we're really excited here.
1: Coach, I've gotten a chance to see you guys scrimmage last weekend. It kind of sounded like you know things went pretty well for you up in Lake City. But you and I were just chatting here during the commercial break, and you guys had so many girls in in the gym this year that still kind of trying to figure things out really here until this last week, leading into this weekend's tournament
4: yeah um we have fifty one girls out this year, which is awesome um but doesn't really didn't really give us a chance to um work on lineups so we used last weekend to um try a few different lineups out and smooth things out and see who fits best where
1: what did you figure out through last weekend's tournament and and other scrimmages that you were in, in you know here in the last couple of weeks?
4: Um, we really solidified that we are going to run a 6-2. Um, I think that will just give us the best options, and then we'll have more hitters in the front row. Um, and then we decided on which two because we have two options, or we have three options for setter. Um, and then so that other setter is going to actually hit right side for us. Um, Shane Ashinger is having a lot of success on that right side. Um, so we're going to use her there.
1: So it sounds like the center role going to be Katie Tiggis and and, and Riley Noggle, the, the two that are going to be that
4: 6-2? Yep, yep. Um, they're really great leaders for us on the court, um, and then our hitters are really connecting with them, so they should have a lot of success in those positions.
1: How have you seen the team kind of develop and grow here through practice?
4: Um, we, during camp and then the first week of practice, practice we were really hitting um, our perimeter defense hard Um, and then now we are focusing more on our hitting um, connecting with our setters getting those quicker sets um, and even the like trick shots so it's just been watching it's been fun watching them develop
1: where where do you feel like this team's maybe grown the most from last season heading into this year even though it's you know somewhat of a new group of girls in a way
4: Um, Just the connection that they have with each other, you can't match it. And I think that they're going to have a lot of success um, because of it. Because you can force, you can teach skills, but you can't teach um, the connection that they have with each other. So it's pretty awesome.
1: Are, are, I know you guys have scrimmaged, and I think you just scrimmaged down at Harlan here the other day. But are, are you and the girls kind of all kind of getting ramped up and, and excited to kind of get into a match that uh, you get to keep score and, and, and that really means something?
4: Yeah, yep. So we've been having open gym since June. Um, so it's been a lot of build up, um, and just the excitement is growing, and you can feel it in the gym.
1: It looks like, and then knowing this group of kids pretty well, but uh, it looks like uh, you know at the gym last week, everybody really has a lot of fun. It really looks like going into year number two here that everybody very comfortable with your style and and the things that uh, you you expect from them.
4: Yeah, yep, um, all the girls, whether. It- They're on the court the entire time, or maybe they come out for a little bit, or maybe they don't get as much playing time. Like Everyone is having fun, Um, and then they know my expectations. They know what we're running as a program. Um, So it's been cool to see everything that we were trying to set up last year just go into play this year so naturally.
1: Did anything surprise you at all um, here through fall camp and through the summer about maybe player development or, or certain kids that, uh, you know, maybe exceeded expectations or even or anything like that?
4: Yeah. Um, so I tried to set up a U program. Not a lot of girls, like, play club. um but they play basketball, they're out for softball, they're out for track. So I was a little worried um, that they wouldn't have grown very much, but it's just crazy like to see them, like having played other sports, to see how much they've actually grown in their volleyball skills. So it was a pleasant surprise.
1: What's kind of been the craziest thing that you've seen from this group in practice so far?
4: Um, The craziest? I don't know, just them. They never... <laughs> like I can never like guess what they're going to say next. They're just so silly, um, but they're always focused at the same time.
1: And, so. to, and and coming up later today here on Saturday, you guys head down to the Bondurant for our tournament. Uh, this is always a really, really strong field. It's a really long day. How do you get them prepped uh, you know, to be there and kind of be around the gym for as long as they have it and all the matches that they have to get in?
4: Yeah, um, we've just been working on perfecting um, what we're doing as well as uh, some conditioning um, because, like you said, it's a really long day. Um, We start with pool play in the morning, and then we're reseeded into another pool, and then we start bracket play. So we really have to be ready.
1: Uh, your pool, kind of an interesting one. You and I, as we mentioned here a moment ago, chatting kind of during the commercial break, uh, you get the host school who's in your conference in your pool. Um, Fort Madison, I think Williamsburg, the other two that you said. What do you know about those programs? I know you know Bondurant pretty well.
4: Yeah, Durant really strong program. Um, one conference last year as well as a, as they went to state Um Fort Madison, looking at their scores from last year, they were eight and twenty-six. Uh, Williamsburg was eleven and twenty-four, but it looks like they're returning a lot of players, so um, we expect them to be stronger.
1: What are you hoping to see out of the girls today?
4: Um, just connecting with each other, um, connecting with their setters, and also setters running the court, just telling what telling their hitters um, what they're going to hit, and just that connection piece.
1: How do you guys handle the Bondurant for our matchup in pool play? Certainly you want to go over there and you win. You you want to win the tournament, I'm sure, but you know you'll see them later in the year in in probably an important conference matchup. So do you you hide anything? Do you hold anything back in, in, in this tournament?
4: Um, no, we don't plan to. We, um, we know that each team at the beginning of the season is not going to be the same team that we play at the end of the season. Um, we're constantly learning. Um, so we'll have plenty of tricks up our sleeves, hopefully, at the end of the season.
1: Well, Coach, we appreciate your time, as always. The best a lot coming up down at the Bondurant for our tournament. We look forward to seeing how you guys uh, did uh, here later on this evening.
4: All right, thank you.
1: You bet. Head Coach Michaela Klink again with the Carroll Tiger Volleyball Program. We'll step away, take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk Kemper Volleyball. Rusty Wintermote, Satan, uh, join us next. Coming up here on KCIM. Sports on the go with me, Jeff Blankman, is powered by New Way Auto Group in Coon Rapids, Jefferson, and Pocahontas. Each week, be sure to check out the Vehicle of the Week on our station website at 1380kcim.com, our social media platforms, and our new mobile app. You can also tune in to any of the games on Broadcasting. Look for your perfect vehicle at New Way Auto Group, where you get free oil changes for life and home of warranty forever.
0: Hey, I got a question for you. You hate sending over to put on your shoes. Wish you could just put them on standing or sitting without ever having to touch them? If so, then I have the shoe for you. Introducing new hands-free Sketcher slippins. With new Sketchers slippins, you just step in and off you go. You don't even need to lace up. So how do Sketchers slip-ins work? Well, there's a special smooth comfort pillow in the heel that helps your foot slide right into place. So just step in them and go. Find new hands-free slip slippins for the whole family at a Sketchers store, Sketchers.com, or wherever stylish footwear is sold dq presents how to experience the new dq reese's take five
1: blizzard with your five senses first open your eyes and see it all reese's peanut butter cups caramel
0: peanuts pretzels it's beautiful then feel it oh it's cold next listen to it now smell it with your nose oh sweet top notes and finally taste it experience the new reese's take five blizzard today DQ, happy tastes good. Get it delivered at DQ.com. Delivery subject to availability, additional fees, and minimum order requirements.
1: We are back here on the MC Country Cafe Coaching Show. Let's talk a little bit of camper volleyball right now. First year head coach at Rusty Wintermode joining us. And good to catch up with you this morning, Coach. It's an early morning for you guys. Is you guys on the way up uh, to Humboldt for a tournament.
6: Yeah, and uh, you know what? I, I, uh, on this drive, I'm trying to be as quiet as I can because the girls are trying <laughs> to nap before they got a busy day. and, and uh it it is it's time to get rolling i'm a little bit nervous uh, at trying to take over a program that's had a lot of success and uh, I'm going to try not, I'm going to try and find a way not to mess them up. So if I don't talk to them and things like that, they might do very well. So just <laughs> leave them alone. Let them play.
1: Coach, I know you officiated a football game last night, then had to get up early. What time did you guys get rolling this morning? What was kind of the start of the day for everybody?
6: Uh, our beginning of the day began at seven fifteen, and uh, our hope is to get up there, uh, get them situated, uh, find their camp. Uh, and get them to uh, watch South Harden. Uh, it will be our first match at 945 and South Harden plays Fort Dodge to begin the tournament. So We're going to get up there and do a little scouting of, on uh, South Harden and um, Humboldt and Grandview at the same time. Fort Dodge, of course, as well. So uh, Girls are mainly focused on South Harden right now because that is the team that they are um, have been most looking forward to Taking on because of the last two years, they've lost back-to-back years to them, and but it's a team that's been to state two years in a row, and and that's that's been one of their goals since we since we developed the varsity team was beat South Harden plus some other goals. So uh, it's it's the 7:15 ready to go. They were bright-eyed and bushy-tailed when they got on the bus, but uh, they've slowly fallen asleep.
1: Coach, I tell you what, this tournament's a good one for you guys to, to start the year as every year. You, Humble, you guys, South Harden, you mentioned. Spirit Lake's been really, really strong. South Central Calhoun strong in the past. So you're going to see good competition. You're going to find out right away today. I think where this team's at early in the year.
6: Well, I, you know what? South Harden is is, uh, is a team that's been rated the last two years. Right now they're not in the ratings, but they return a lot of kids, so I imagine they'll be right back in there at 2A. Um, South Central Calhoun uh, comes in at number 13 in 2A. So uh, we've scrimmaged them once already and a really good matchup with them, so we're looking forward to um It's not going to be a cakewalk, let's just put it that way. And Spirit Lake always comes in. Uh, it's one of those teams that knows how to grow them tall, <laughs> and um, something that we don't have a lot of, but uh, it, it's fun to take on teams that we can put a lot of pressure on. Grandview Christians moved up to 2A, and they return uh, a nice a nice setter, uh, returning uh, libero, uh, a team that made it to the regional final last year and um, has a really good uh, two middle attack. Uh, girls, I think, are one and 6'2, so they have some length to them. Uh, we, uh, end the day with Humboldt and Fort Dodge. Of course, Humboldt is rated in 3A, and, and uh, I believe they're probably, in, I think they're in the top 10, but they're very quick. And again, this is, that's another game that the kids kind of pointed to. They, they, they lost to them last year at that tournament, but then beat them in a scrimmage before regionals began last year. So they, they know who they are, and they understand that they're going to play a quick-style offense, and uh, we're going to try and match that quick-style offense and then just uh, put our will upon them with, with uh, uh, our style of offense and then our, our ability to, to uh, hopefully uh, penetrate and get lots of, lots of touches and blocks on, on the defensive end of it.
1: Coach, what are you most excited to see out of your team here today? Is it just how they compete?
6: Uh, Compete—that's the great word. Uh, compete because I'm taking—we're taking kids um, that uh, you, you, we return: uh, Ashlyn Bating, Sophie Bating, um, Franny, Glenn, who, and you know Casey Peters, who got quite—they all kind of had quite a bit of playing time last year. Uh, but then you got to throw in. A couple of freshmen that are going to be thrown into the into the fire and have really responded well this this uh, this this since practices began and Whitrock uh, will be one of those she'll start out as an outside hitter but you know she'll she'll play middle hitter right side and then our new starting libero will be the uh, Kaylee Simons girl um, that will be jumping in there into the mix and she's shown that she's very calm about what she wants to do uh, Add in Brooke Roy who's a sophomore uh, who will start at the you know the number one DS spot. And then uh right now you know, you'll see two other newcomers. Not one new other newcomer but in the sense that Macy Simons uh is uh gonna get opportunities as a setter uh within the six two offense and then Carson Overmall will be uh right along with uh, Elsa Elsa Tiefenthaler. Uh, Will be backups for the setting position uh, for tomorrow, and then we return Melinda Schaefer, uh, Allison Ostrander. So there's there's some experience there, but you're taking a lot of JV kids and kids that haven't played varsity experience, and it'll be fun to see how they mix, how they grow together, and how they uh, respond to each other in adverse situations or in positive situations. You know, uh, what I told Franny and the rest of the girls yesterday, I look forward to the the scene of when something really awesome happens and Franny just gets in their, in their grill and gives them a nice little shove and, and, and gives them that big old smile. So uh, this is a group that can have fun and uh, looks like they want to have fun, uh, but now the bullets are going to be flying and uh, I'll be interested to see how they handle adverse situations and how they grow together this initial weekend
1: coach I know you guys have focused a lot on serve and serve receive here uh, through the you know the the fall practice season um, feel pretty comfortable where you're at going in there today
6: I feel more comfortable now than I did during the off season on our serve receive serve this has been a very strong team our goal has been to serve ninety percent or above uh, through um, the preseason practices and so far every day we've met that and that's been nice they've been but at least they've been very focused on that part with aggressive serves mixed in there. Serve receive is one of those things that I can rate as a coach on how each player is doing and and uh, we were the coaching staff and I were taking a look at that the last couple of days and, and our discussion's been that here's the individuals who we feel fit well into that and give us as much success as we can to go with it. But, you know, I have a rating system, one through three, and, you know, three being the best. And obviously we're not perfect yet, but I have more and more kids that are starting to reach that 2.0, 2.1, 2.2, where we're getting – we're not forcing Ashland and the, and the other setters to have to run, you know, 500 miles to get a ball. And uh, I, when we first started, I always worried about Ashland. and. Carson and and Elsa and Macy about how much they always had to. I should have made them wear a Fitbit or a, you know their Apple Watch to see how many steps they would put in because it was it was very very noticeable that we needed to improve in that area. So uh, quite a bit of our practice has been wrapped around that and then developing our serve receive attack uh, from that and then you know continuing to work on our free ball attack. So server receive has been has, has improved now it's not always going to be where you want it at because if we were perfect uh, we all know what would happen if we were perfect we could just roll the ball out like it's dyke new hartford and and let it let, let things happen so we're not quite there uh, but we believe we have the right mix of kids to begin the season to try and get us there
1: Coach, you've got a young group kind of in the back now as as your back row specialist, besides the kids that will play all the way around. As you know, as a coach, you know, block a lot of times can really help that back row. How have you seen those two mesh? And where's the block at going into play today?
6: Well, the block is, is still not. We still have moments of not reaching and touching. But we've, we've developed a goal for them uh, for each match is that they have to, they have to try and get um, within a three game match, uh, they have to try at least get 10 touches minimum, which then will help our back line. And then they're also their goal is to get, you know, as a team to try and get, um, I think we set an eight uh, block for a three game match. Uh, so uh, we haven't quite reached that in, in practice yet, but it, it's something that we discuss. So I think uh, as that starts to develop, um, and uh, again, it's it's something we haven 't pushed as hard yet we 've only pushed touches we 've really been trying to because we 've changed up the way that we block We're more of a uh, gone from more of a, uh, from a traditional blocking team where it 's step step up together now it's um, we we skinny up our block and we try to do what 's called swing blocking and that requires a little more athleticism uh, in the sense that they 're just kind of flying out to an area and covering an area and we take away. Angles and talk about percentages. So um, the, the kids are—they're uh, learning. So when you when you do something new, uh, you have learning curves, and right now they're on that learning curve. So we've set our goals, and now we just have to see what we need can do to to reach those goals. Because I, I'm good with no blocks at all if we don't have to. But if I can get lots of touches, uh, that's going to help that young back line. Um, get us into our attack and so uh, we don't necessarily focus on the complete block we've more focus on penetration get the tip um, and then we kind of go from there so that's been mainly our discussion never really about you have to block this you have to block that okay no we're just going to talk about you got to get a tip here or you got to get a tip here don't let them kill our our libero, or our Ds, and even our center. We got to make sure that they're protected all the time. So um, th- that's what our focus has been on, especially with a, a lot of newcomers along the net. Well,
1: Coach, I tell you what, it's going to be fun watching this team this year. I can't wait, and I'm going to try to get over to Jefferson on Monday night and watch you guys a little bit. Wish you the best of luck. Looking forward to catching up with you every weekend as well here on the MC Country Cafe Coaching Show. Appreciate you joining us here today.
6: All right, Mr. Blankman. Have a great, great day on your, for yourself on a Saturday, and uh, enjoy your day as well, and I look forward to seeing you next Tuesday. You or bet. next Monday, you're right. You next bet. Monday. Sorry about that.
1: Not a problem. Head coach Rusty Wintermode again with the Gemper Volleyball team back with more. We'll wrap up MC Country Cafe Coaches are coming up next here on KCIM.
0: It's that time of the year for comfort food, and you can always count on MC's Cafe for just that, along with fast, friendly service. Whether you're stepping in for a rich cup of coffee or their delicious daily special, stop in today and try a slice of homemade pie, a cup of soup, or their all day breakfast. MC's Country Cafe, your stop for great food. Locally owned and operated for over 25 years, MC's is located on Highway 30 East in Carroll.
6: When it comes to making plans, you are the best. What about those round trips, which are perfect on your way there and perfect on your way back? Or those meetings with friends, surprise parties, camps, birthdays,
4: the same way important moments, start planning to
6: protect you and your loved ones
4: from a natural disaster. Sign
6: up for local weather and emergency alerts. Prepare an emergency kit and make a family communications plan. Get started at ready.gov slash plan.
0: Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council.
1: We do welcome you back here on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. Jeff Blankman with you here. We want to thank everybody down at MC's Mark and the whole crew for hosting the show again this year and sponsoring it. I told you, I've said it last year a bunch. I started an and I know MCs was hosting the show and, and uh, sponsoring the show before I came to town. So they, they've been doing this for probably somewhere between 20 and, and 30 years, maybe close to 25 years or so that they've been sponsoring and hosting the coaches show on Saturday morning and giving us a chance to talk with the coaches from Carroll and Kemper, and we certainly do appreciate that. We also appreciate our coaches taking the time. These folks are very, very busy, uh, and they take their time to be able to sit down and chat with us, whether it be on a Friday night, or a Friday morning for some of the volleyball or cross-country coaches when they're going to be busy. So we thank Craig Rowetter from the Carroll football team for joining us again this morning after their big win last night. Same thing with Ryan Steinkamp with the Kemper football team as they cruised last night. Thomas Nelson kind of previewing the upcoming cross-country season for Kemper. They'll head down to West Central Valley later this week for their first meet of the year. Michaela Klink from the Carroll volleyball team actually talking to us this morning before she headed off to their tournament that they're at over at Bondurant for our today. That's a tough, tough tournament. Same with Rusty Wintermoat, uh, the new head coach over at uh, Kemper. They headed up to Humboldt this morning. He chatted with us uh, before making that trip. And uh, they're in a really tough tournament as well. And as I said, in the uh, pre-part uh, of the show, uh, right at the very beginning in the open, Deb Danner, the that, that girl swim, don't have anything for a little while. So the, she's going to join us next week uh, for her first uh, time on the show. So we're looking forward to catching up with Deb. Got a chance to go out to their media day the other day and get some individuals and and uh, team pictures uh, with them. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, volleyball coming up for you today. Mentioned that Carol and Kemper, they're both in action. Carroll at the Bondurant Farrar Tournament. That started at 8 this morning. Kemper, along with South Central Calhoun, they're at the Humboldt Tournament today. They will play each other a little bit later on this morning. ESAC, they have traveled down to the Harlan Tournament, uh, so that should be a good one as well. Uh, always some good, tough teams down there. And Coon Rabbit's Beard at the uh, Colfax Mingo Tournament at uh, 9 o'clock this morning. Morning as well. Don't want you to forget, we've got high school football for you tonight. We've got nine teams we cover. Six of them are going to be broadcasted on our Carroll Broadcasting stations over this weekend, including the game tonight down at Des Moines Valley. Glenn Ralston taking on Coon Rapids Baird. We'll have that for you at 93.7 at KKRL. Nick Brinks and also uh, um, Nathan Graving. Nick Graving going to have the broadcast for you there. And then Tyler Bruner's heading down. He'll shoot the live video tonight. You can watch and listen to that game on our Carroll Broadcasting Broadcasting Sports Network at YouTube channel. So go to YouTube and simply search Carol Broadcasting, pull up that network, and be able to watch and listen to the game. Now, all of last night's scores from around high school football are posted. We've got it broken down by district for our local districts, and then a statewide scoreboard. So all of the scores available for you. So go to sports.1380kcim.com on the Brinks Exterior Sports Report and check out all of the scores from last night. Have a great weekend, everybody.